sun. So joyously it calls to me, come join my happy song. on my back. Oh, may I go a-wandering until the day I die. Oh, may I always laugh and sing beneath God's clear blue sky. Hello everyone, this is Scott Luther, and after nine long months, I want to thank you for tuning back in to the South Richfield Podcast. We appreciate everyone asking, where is the podcast? And I'm pleased to announce, this is our relaunch. Be on the lookout for more content, including live shows and even videos on our YouTube channel. I know I speak for Matt when I say, we are excited to bring all that South Richfield spirit to you once again. So let's go! Hello everybody. This is your long lost friend, Scott Luther, along with Matt Coma. Hello out there. It's been such a long time. Yeah, we miss you guys, I know. Well, I... I don't know, Matt, have you heard from anybody asking where the podcast is? Everybody in Toledo is saying, where's this podcast? When's the next one going to drop? And I keep saying, talk to Scott. Well, fortunately, uh, you know, Matt's in town and we are live. It's a, it's a fireside episode. I'm going to call it a campfire episode, Matt. Right. We're in the Luther Homestead in the backyard. Can you hear the crickets, everyone? It's not just for us selling bad jokes. <laughs> There's actual crickets out here. Yeah. It's beautiful out in the Luther Homestead. You can see the trees swaying as the sun sets over the horizon. Mm-hmm. The cows slowly doing what cows do. In the Grazing. Background. Grazing. Wandering. Mm-hmm. Heading, heading towards the barn at the end of a long day. But, uh, Matt, it has been too long. It's been since last Christmas that we've done a... A podcast, but you know we've been busy, really busy. You know we got we got kids. You, your daughter's now at college. Yes, I, I have two kids that I know of. Yeah, <laughs> or at least that I take care of financially. Yeah, that's about it. But yes, my daughter started at Bowling Green. She's in week number two right now. Wow, she's a Falcon. Which uh, I went to UT, as you know, right, Scott, and, right. and as our podcast listener knows out there, Scott and I were roommates. Um, my wife went to UT. She got a bachelor's in geology, a master's in geology, and I got a bachelor's in geology and civil engineering and a master's in, in uh, civil engineering from UT. We're big Rocket fans, so naturally our daughter goes to BG. Right. Well, you know what? They make good wives. <laughs> yep. <laughs> hey, that's true, they do. As, uh, you know, Rachel yeah. went to BG. And my wife went back and got a, an education degree at 
at BG as there well. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There's there's some connection there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went to UT, obviously, and mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, I don't have masters like like all you guys. I was just saying that to kind of establish some sort of uh, intellectual dominance. <laughs> oh, it did all take... three of you have your masters, and right. then there's me. Right. Well, yeah, you're you're the arm candy. You're the trophy <laughs> husband. <laughs> <laughs> the trophy husband. Yeah, I I know a lot of the girls at the class reunion we just had were thinking that. That's true. They, you were the one that got away. Thank God, they said. <laughs> I didn't make it, though. I couldn't make it. We, we I, 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 it wasn't the actual 30th reunion, though. Mm. It was the... It was the 30th reunion held after 32 years. Right. Because of COVID, right. we postponed our reunion. And it was good to see everybody. I mean, we had a good turnout. We had over, between all the events that we had, there were probably about 60 classmates. You know, I didn't even count myself twice. Yeah, we can't have voter fraud. <laughs> so it, it was a, uh, a weekend of events. Yeah, we did the, you know, we. it was kind of cool. The principal at Revere took us on a tour of the new high school, mm-hmm. which is a beautiful high school. I wish I'm like, they have this whole media room where they shoot. Remember how Kyle and Ed would do the morning announcements yes. in that little closet yes. with the microphone? <laughs> right. And, and a slop sink and a mop. Yeah, I remember that. There is like a green screen set up, big like TV cameras. They do the like a news thing in there for morning announcements now. And Kyle and Ed were at the tour and i'm like look at this this is amazing you guys could have done so much if you had all this uh equipment mm-hmm. so we got on a tour of the high school and then we went to the football game and we lost but that's okay the band sounded good all right that's the important yeah thing. and we went to whitey's afterwards on friday night uh, a lot of people were at whitey's who didn't even come to the football game okay and then we uh, had a catered event the next evening, and that was well attended as well. So uh, it, even though it was rainy, we had a good time, and I don't know. We'll see you guys in eight years. Well, that's, that's all I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to give out. I don't want to, you know, make feel, people feel bad that they missed it. Yeah. By describing how great it was. But it was really great. Yeah. Exactly. And exactly. you had great attendance at this great event. Right. Okay. So. In eight years, will be the 40th. The 40th. 40th. Oh, my goodness. So it, the new high school is nice. Did any of the old high school remain? Is it all torn down? So none of the high school that we knew remains. Mm-hmm. But after we graduated in 95, they had built a new library. That section of the high school remained and they worked that into they kept the library okay and they built the new high school attached to it to this new library to this newer library so there's really nothing that That we know except for the field house okay (laughs) except for the field house all right because i I don't think they had those nice bleachers even there when uh Mm -mm. when we were there it was still a cinder track it was a cinder track Mm -hmm. um they renamed that hey one thing real quick the night we were there for the football game tour, they I think is the night they renamed the press box the Al Smesco press box. Oh, all right. And he was there. No kidding. Yeah, really? We, I saw him. Wow. I saw Coach Papana there. Hmm. 
I didn't say hi to him, but it's all right. <laughs> he probably wouldn't remember me. Luther, we need you out there. We need you. Yeah, or coma. Oh, Choma. <laughs> Number seven. Choma, we need you out there. It's, it's coma, Mr. Papano. Yeah, I, I always wanted to do that little jingle. Just like Chemical Acquiring Cord, come on down to Coma Ford. Lincoln Mercury. <laughs> <laughs> but, so since we're outside, when I was growing up, we did a lot of camping. Mm-hmm. Uh, my aunts would take us like out to Cook's Forest. Um, we'd go to state parks and stuff like that. And nine months later, you would have a new sibling. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah, or even pitching a tent in the backyard. Okay. You know, over at Grandma's house. You have the tent. You go in there with all your cousins. You just stay up all night. Campfire. Gooey fingers from s'mores. You know, graham crackers, chocolate. You're just a mess, mm-hmm. right? right? And then you're touching twigs and there's grass and... You walk into the house if you're camping outside at home. Right. And you're just, you look like, I don't know what. You've got... Like a big pile of mud. Right. (laughs) You described exactly there why I think s'mores are the most overrated (laughs) American snack treat. All right, let's let's break this down. Do you... Oh, there's fireworks. (laughs) Oh, my God. There's fireworks in the distance at our podcast. They must know we're recording. They're celebrating the return. (laughs) Um... So, is it the marshmallows that you don't like? Is it the grams? Or is it the chocolate? Or is it just a combination of all three? It's the combination of all three. I'll take two of those things together, but you mix in the third, like like the British Parliament, I just don't get it. <laughs> I don't understand what's going on in there. There's too much happening. And all I know is that every time I eat one, I am somehow eating like a uh, half a teaspoon of sand. <laughs> Who are you letting make your marshmallows? <laughs> the kids? The Sandman? <laughs> the cat? I don't know. I, myself as a full-grown adult, I'm, I'm making these things. And uh, you know, you, for, for our, our uh, listeners that don't know, it is a graham cracker mm-hmm. with a piece of Hershey's chocolate betwixt another graham cracker with a marshmallow that you, one has roasted to a golden brown perfection. Over an open flame. Now, I, I I like a marshmallow cooked to golden brown perfection. Are you one of these people that burns their marshmallow to a, a carbon crisp? Every once in a while. I mean, it's... And you eat that. How, this explains nah, so much nah, to nah. me. <laughs> no, I'm not saying I eat it. Okay. If it catches on fire, if you blow, if you put it out fast enough, you're probably okay. But if it turns to charcoal, you do not want to eat that. My, but, my wife and children eat that. Ugh. I, I don't understand. and it's. But I mean, but, how many marshmallows do you have to roast before you get a perfect one? I mean, because you're at least going to catch one on fire when you're first starting. How many do I have? I, I need to only do one because I get it right. Because <laughs> <laughs> roasting a marshmallow is no... It's not. You're not there for fun. <laughs> you're there to get golden brown perfection. All right. You have to... You have, first of all, you can't just do it on a stick. If you do it just on a stick, <laughs> if you do it, just, what do you want me to say? If you do it just on a stick, it's going to droop and fall right in. Uh-huh. You need to, if you are going to do a stick, it's got to be a two-pronged stick. Right. If you are serious about this, you need to go to a camping supply store, REI, one of the sponsors yeah. of uh, the South Ridgefield podcast, and uh, get a get a two-prong wire mesh 
uh, uh, roasting device, device <laughs> that will allow you to get close enough to the fire to get that golden brown perfection without burning all the hair off your knuckles. Right. And you have to continuously rotate and rotate and rotate in a clockwise direction. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is a nice display. <laughs> I agree, Matt. You've got to. You don't want to be too close, or else you will burn yourself. Depending on the um, the height of the fire, the intensity of the fire. Right. You have to let let that fire die down for a little bit, and that's that's a mistake that a lot of people make is they let the kids go right to the fire right away. Right. You have to let it come down because you're, what you're looking for is the radiant heat, Scott. Right. Right. You got to look and for those. Exactly. Coals. What is that? I mean, I know, but explain to our listeners. Sure. <laughs> what you're looking for is after. Uh, Everything has had a chance to, you know, have the big display of, of the flames where everyone's saying ooh and ah. The, the flames themselves have, have uh, burnt down. The wood has oxidized. And you are looking at uh, the stage just before it turns into a charcoal-like material mm -hmm. where it's giving off a lot of infrared radiation, the heat. The heat, okay. The heat. So you can find a lot of those nooks and crannies. You can look in there and say, okay, there's a nice spot. And you can have, with the proper reach, get your marshmallow in there and begin the whole process. So you uh, are not looking for an open flame, but you're looking for that... The glowing red embers? See, you get it. Yeah. yeah the glowing right. red embers. All right. Not the white hot ones. Oh, no, 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 no. no. Because That's that white too hot, hot... Yeah, the temperature differential is... Your is, marshmallow will burst in the flame. Right. Now, a more experienced marshmallower... Uh, they can get in there and, and, and handle the white. But uh, for most of your novices, I, I don't recommend them going in there. Yeah, yeah. And so back to the construction of the <laughs> of the s'more, you have uh, the graham cracker, the Hershey's chocolate, two pieces, uh, with the marshmallow between a second graham cracker, uh -huh. and one slides that off of the stick and as one does so about one quarter of it uh, comes out into one's hand burning them with hot chocolate and melted marshmallow and then you bite into that and say boy i love this <laughs> with that quarter cup of sand well i usually um do two marshmallows oh. on the on the s'more because blasphemer <laughs> Well, if you have a two-pronged stick, Matt, what are you going to do with that second marshmallow? You don't put both marshmallows on it. That is to give you security uh, of marshmallow roasting capabilities. Are you talking the smaller prong sticks or the ones that are kind of like this that are more a hot dog stick? Are you using a hot dog oh, stick shoot. to roast a marshmallow? Oh, I'm sorry. Scott went a little blue there. <laughs> yeah, I, is that what you use? I guess, oh. maybe. I mean, we have both. Okay. And... You know, someone might be using the regulation marshmallow stick, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you're stuck looking for whatever. Right. You know. Well, it's just like when there's a handicapped bathroom. You wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You wait until it's open. <laughs> so you have to wait for the proper well, sure. roasting device. I suppose if you're with friends and family, you can use whatever you want. Well, I found that you can get two marshmallows on those hot dog sticks. Mm-hmm. It doesn't give a really even roast because if the two mallows are touching, the inside doesn't quite get that golden brown. Yeah. And if one catches fire, they both can burst into flame. Sure. 
But if you roast two marshmallows, you might as well put them both on that s'more. Unless you want to share and give your wife one or kids. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I suppose you're being efficient then. Yeah. I'm probably just, you know, I have two two, two, uh, points. Yeah. I'm not going to waste them. Well, now, do you put a, a... Another piece of chocolate on top of that? Or you only have one no. piece of chocolate in the whole? Hmm. Usually the two squares right. that kind of fit the shape of the yeah. half a gram cracker. Well, if you're going double marshmallow, I say go double chocolate. I don't know. Well, <laughs> obviously you don't even like s'mores. Oh, that's true. What am I talking <laughs> about here? <laughs> I think, yeah. But you do like, you just like the marshmallow? No, no give, give me no, give, give me a marshmallow and chocolate by itself. All right. I think that's what they call a ding-dong, right? <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> oh, excuse me. Uh, and then maybe marshmallows just with uh, graham cracker. That's okay. Okay. And cho- chocolate and graham cracker, that's it by itself is all right. But you add that third component in, and you, it, it's just too unruly at that You just point. need the graham cracker to hold the things together mm-hmm. and serve as your bread or whatever. It's melting all over the place. It's getting all over your hands, like how, you said. How do you think they come up with the name S'mores? Because um, you want some more? I guess. But, I mean, who was the first one to... Who invented this? I I mean, maybe we should have looked this up. Mm. I don't feel like it right now. You can. Why? I, I yak. <laughs> Johnny S'more. <laughs> Pretty arrogant naming after himself. But, you know... Camping, do the campfire, do the s'mores, Mm -hmm. do the, um, you know, those, those pocket pies. Yes. Those are good. Those are great. I like those. Do you like, uh, like a pizza filled type one or do you like a fruit filled? Well, the thing is with those, you either bite into it and it's like 500 degrees and you're burning your mouth Uh or it's like cold and again covered in sand <laughs> i don't know where i'm eating all this sand maybe you egypt i shouldn't camp in fire. egypt <laughs> do you, which one do you like do you like the sweet or the savory i like the savory mm-hmm. i like the pizza type ones other things that camping you know the scrambled eggs and bacon mm-hmm. uh, right over you know cast iron pan over the hot fire in the morning and that takes a lot of skill i think yeah to get that right thank you yeah <laughs> You're welcome. I usually watch people. <laughs> they don't let, really let me near uh-huh. all that stuff. Why is that? I have no idea. Because you're covered in twigs and grass and sand from eating all those s'mores from the night before all over your face. Hey! My hair, well, if I had hair, let's go back 20 years uh-huh. when we're 25. Mm-hmm. In college, I did a lot of camping. Okay. College and Mid to late 20s. Okay. Before children, let's right. say. BC. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Did you and Rachel camp early on? No. So she's the camp killer. Well, Rachel. She's a camp queen. Tell you, if, she, if she was out here, she would be telling you. But she used to lead those Sierra Club hiking trips where she was like the cook and wow. stuff like that. Why, so, so why have you guys not gone camping? Well, we no, we have. Uh-huh. We uh-huh. have gone camping. Just the two of you ever? Yes. Okay. We Before... Before kids. Before kids, mm-hmm. just the two of us. And then, since kids, we used to try to go every summer. Because Rachel, I think friends. she could run down a skin 
or kill and skin her own moose, I think. <laughs> and you would be back gathering pebbles. <laughs> Twig. she, twigs. Twigs, yeah. fire. She, she would then come back and build the shelter, <laughs> get the fire started. <laughs> and, she could. And, and you'd be saying, um, is this poison ivy? It's embarrassing. I'd be looking for the Wi-Fi signal. I could do that. She would have got the fire started at this point and begun making her own clay bricks <laughs> and laid down a road. <laughs> well, she's something else, I'll tell you that much. So she she's the survivalist of the family, huh? Um, probably. Okay. But so, she's a she's an experienced camper, is what you're telling me, though. Right. Okay. Now, I've been I've been binge watching Survivor. Okay. All right. All the old episodes. I went back to season one. Uh-huh. I'm on season 32 right now. All right. Wow. I've done this over the course of three months, maybe. Okay. Like, I'll watch an episode every night or something, or, or right. two or three. Um, so what have you learned? Well, I used to have, I used to watch a lot of Survivor mm-hmm. when it first started. And uh, we're watching the fireworks, Rachel, and talking about Survivor. Why is Brexel shooting them off? I don't know. I don't think it's Brexel. I think it's some guy. I think it's. Yeah. That you have to pay in order to use yeah. if you're not a Brexville resident, right? Right. Okay. But they do let you in, don't they? I think if you pay, they'll let you in. Yeah. But I don't know. Anyway. I'm sorry. I just came to see the fireworks. I didn't come to like... Oh, you're doing a podcast? <gasps> we were just talking about you, as a matter of fact, though. Yeah, we are talking about what a survival survivalist you are. Because you you've been camping before, right? Oh, yeah. You like camping, right? Yeah, I dug a latrine all by myself. It's the same size as a as a grave. As, as a, a grave? Yeah. Oh, I think it's said not a grave. as deep oh, though, right? A grave. You don't grave. Well, if you have like fifteen to twenty people you're camping oh. with, it has to be about that deep. Okay. What six feet? Someone could fall in there. No, no. You um get logs and you kind of whittle them down so you have two logs going across to make like a toilet seat. And <laughs> okay, I had to do that in my training. <laughs> so you dug a hole in the ground six feet deep? Yeah, oh, I did. My gosh, I don't know if it was exactly. We didn't measure it. Uh-huh. It's just we knew it had to be. But you could stand down in it, and it would be over your head before anybody used it. I would say it was closer to five feet. Okay. Yeah, because it was probably about my height there. All right. Yeah. So Not your eyes would be showing. Uh huh. Yeah. So not quite a regulation latrine. Not. <laughs> oh man, this is why they haven't invited her back. <laughs> Six inches too short. Short right. cutting Rachel. That's I what made they a call beautiful her. Toilet seat. Out of so, logs. Those logs. They're out there using it, and the guy's going, uh, uh, "What I step in? It's he only has, a week long." I know how to make um, a hand washing station out of a box of wine. That is, but you have to drink all the wine first. A box of wine. Yeah. Because you take the, the box oh, of wine. Oh, you take the bladder? And then you um, hang, and then you refill it. You want, yeah, you refill the bladder with water and then hang it from a tree so that when you do the spigot thing, then the water comes out. Hey, question about the latrine, though. So you have 15, 20 people all using the same spot. How long does that last? Or how long is that supposed to last? Oh, that lasted us a week. It's okay. After about a week, it started getting smelly. So really about three days, four days in, you got to start digging your other latrine if you're going to keep the same spot. 
What do you and use to close up the latrine you when you're to, done? You just throw it. You make it deep enough so you can toss dirt on top of the... Okay. Yeah. So After each usage, same, it gets a little you're dirt? You're really supposed to because mm -hmm. you have like a little shovel there and the person should be mm -hmm. scooping in. As they're going. As they're going. After you go. In, in one year's time, it's the world's most beautiful rose bush. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Or you have watermelons growing right. Oh, right. out of it, depending on what you've taken camping yeah, you with you. You have to have a little like, signal on another tree that the latrine is in use. Oh, very, like a sock on the doorknob. You don't okay. stand up from that latrine as fast as like a regular toilet seat. So, like, oh, because you you're crouched down more? Okay. Yeah. Caught with it your pants down. Yeah. Gymnastics to really? Sit on that. Hmm. Well, thank you, Rachel, yeah. for stopping by the podcast. There's more fireworks in the more distance. Fireworks. I don't know what's going on. What is today? Oh, maybe it's for Labor Day weekend. Oh. Oh. I don't Just know. They're not. This is not a city-sponsored event, obviously, because they're at very irregular intervals. Mm -hmm. Intervals. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so I used to have a recurring dream mm -hmm. about, I was on Survivor. Right. And I came in fourth place, and then they invited me back for the All-Star Survivor. Because everyone likes Scott. Every <laughs> <laughs> but or feel sorry for him. <laughs> Matt, here's, here's the question. Why, even in my dreams, can I not win Survivor? And I'm in fourth place. Right. Well, that's a, that's a great question, Scott. And it's every, I mean, every time I've had this dream, I was in fourth place. Uh -huh. It's like my baseball dream where I was the center, I was the reserve center fielder yes. for the Cleveland Indians. Uh -huh. And my car grove would send me in and I'd be like, are you sure that you want to do this? Because <laughs> I knew in my dream that I did not belong on the baseball field. All right. Yeah. So I was the backup center fielder. Yeah. I came in fourth place. Mm -hmm. Is there something mentally... Yes. Okay, tell me. It seems like what we're talking about here, Scott, is uh, what we in the psychology field would call a uh, aberration of uh, self-confidence. Okay. So there's something that is holding you back, almost self-sabotaging, if you will, the success uh, do you ever feel in life like you don't deserve the station that you have attained? Oh. Do you ever feel as if you, Scott Luther, are an imposter in your own skin? And that someone is about to find out? <laughs> well, it's funny you mention that, Scott, because... <laughs> All right, bring out the cameras. <laughs> uh, we got some surprise for you here, Scott. No. What it does... <laughs> Turn on the lights, everybody. Show's <laughs> over. He's figured it out. Am I the Truman Show? <laughs> what it does sound like is is you 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 might have feelings like oh I, I don't deserve this oh. that you have to get over. You you want the other person to win because you think it it maybe it makes you um, because there's a lot of responsibility that comes with being number one. Right, right. And you know you you uh, you first of all you got you better pay your taxes on that million dollars that you win. <laughs> That's what the, the guy from season one found right, out. Right, right, exactly. But yeah, maybe that that's it's something like you feel like you don't deserve that. You know, I think part of it is I can't swim. <laughs> well, maybe that's why I'm in fourth place. Yeah, if you figured out though, if you got to fourth place without having to swim on Survivor, 
That's that in itself is an amazing feat. I but think. But here's, here's the thing, Scott. You deserve first place. Okay. If ever there's a person who's put in the time of watching 32 seasons of Survivor, they deserve <laughs> first place. So, from Jeff's probes mouth <laughs> through me to you, Scott, you are the ultimate survivor. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the tribe has spoken. The tribe has spoken. <laughs> yeah, I think we. I think. Uh, I think I'd pretty be pretty good on Survivor. I mean, I don't have a lot of skills, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, I'm not very handy. But I'm very awkward in social <laughs> situations. I I tend to stumble when I talk. I can't really keep a secret. <laughs> I uh, I get thirsty a lot. I I usually eat all the food in the camp. <laughs> I. I'm, I'm kind of gassy. Two marshmallows instead of one. <laughs> Two marshmallows. I'm a little gassy. So. <laughs> Obviously, I'm your man. <laughs> oh, no. I think you'd be great. But have you noticed, though? I mean, this is this is the thing. We just had our 32nd uh, uh, reunion. Right. Where everybody's essentially 50. Right. On Survivor, that's... That's the old timer. They really don't have people that are. That I know, and I'm group. thinking I should have, I should have done this 20 years ago. Right. But uh, you know, maybe I'll apply. I, I might be, maybe I'll get past fourth place. I think so. I, I don't think you're going to get past the audition <laughs> process. <laughs> what are you saying, <laughs> Scott? You know how to over swim. Here. <laughs> yeah, you got to learn to swim. Okay. Um, you're you got to work on your balance. Because they do all those balancers. I'm, I'm a great balancer. I have video, Matt. This summer, I went on a, a church mission trip. Okay. I took I took uh, how many kids did I take? Eleven kids out to Pennsylvania on a church mission trip on your shoulders <laughs> in a van. In a van. All right. <laughs> and uh, we were there with another church youth group from Watertown, Minnesota. And we had a limbo contest. I was one of the last people able to go down without falling down. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like the thinnest guy. Oh, no. No, you're not. <laughs> but I was the last like um, adult by far mm-hmm. left limboing. Well, I, and I outlasted most of the kids, too. I, I Scott... Because I have a good center of balance. Accept my apology. I didn't know that you won the youth group limbo contest <laughs> in Sekachawa, Pennsylvania. Harrisburg. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I Had I known that, I, I might have said... Uh, and this was just a couple months ago. What? Really? Wow. Yes. Could you imagine that... if, if you would have gone to Survivor 20 years ago? <laughs> you could say that you won... Or came in. Wait, did you come in fourth place in the limo contest? I think it was somewhere. <laughs> oh my god! I think fourth, you're right. Fourth you're place. You're onto something. Oh wow! But that's. I mean, that's 50 year old Scott Luther. Yeah. I don't know. Which is a heck of a lot better than most. Could you limbo? 80 year olds. What? Are you a good limbo? Er. Uh, no. 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 I, I have terrible you're not, balance. You're not a limber limboer. No. No. Uh, if I, e- even if I practiced. Wait, show, show me with your hands how high I Oh, come. gosh, it was like this. Oh, my goodness. That's like uh, Listener, he, he's showing three me maybe? Three, three feet, maybe. Maybe. Off the ground. Maybe lower. Really? It yeah. might have been closer to one. One foot, really. <laughs> <laughs> and you were on roller skates, too, I bet. <laughs> my knees, 
I was so low, my knees were hitting the top of the pole, and that's the only reason I lost. Ah, is the knees. Yes, yeah. yes. Uh, it's the first thing My high go. knees. I think they're a little higher than most people. Well, I take it all back, Scott. I think you're going to... See, I think you get on Survivor, and I think you would uh, dominate with your social game. Yeah, well, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I still don't like people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but you make people feel good, so you'll be always pushing them forward. No one's going to say, oh, you know who we got to get rid of? we got to get rid of Scott, because he's just this beast out here, and he's just going to win all the... All these uh, physical uh, challenges and right. win immunity, right. they're going to say, no, I, I like Scott. Let's bring Scott along, is what they're going to say. Exactly, because they know they can beat me at the end because they know I'll come right. in fourth place. But what you're really going to do is, what, by the time you get to that point of the merge, you, you're going to blow apart all the alliances because you can't keep a secret. <laughs> What are you, why do you keep bringing this up? Because what back secret? in third grade, when I told you. <laughs> well, I didn't mean to tell her that. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I, I've I'm, lived it with you this, till this day. You would have been married. Well, you are married, but. <laughs> I would have been, I would have been by, by fifth grade, I would have been married. And divorced yeah. by, oh, by yeah. fifth and a half grade. By sixth grade. grade. <laughs> no, I think you'd be great, Scott. Uh. I, I think you you have that the kind of uh, uh, charm and personality that America would grow to love. Okay, okay, grow. After what? How many episodes would it take? You see, you got to get past that first round. Yeah. yeah. Because they're they're what they do in that first round is they always go, all right, uh, this guy just doesn't get along with the group. He's out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's you not have to form be that early alliance. Yeah. But you do have to swim to shore typically too. <laughs> That's true. Everybody off the boat. What? Immediately. <laughs> <laughs> Can I ride on your back? <laughs> I'd be asking the strongest looking girl. Right. Or Rachel. Right. <laughs> That'd be great. Married couple survivor. Oh, yeah. I think they've, they've had some of that. Have they really? Loved ones, oh. you know, blood versus water. All right. Where they usually split the loved ones up as soon as they get to the camp. Uh -huh. They split them, and then it's husband versus wife uh, in a challenge. And I'd probably end up on Exile Island right. because Rachel would beat me. Yeah. Ugh. Mm -hmm. my, my wife is a huge fan of Survivor 2 as well, and I think that she'd be great at it. But she says uh, that she doesn't want to, to be on the show. And I said, well, you think I'd be any good at it? And she just laughs and laughs, <laughs> and laughs. She's going to love this episode oh, yeah, of probably. the podcast. Uh, I don't think she listens. <laughs> well, I don't think she knows I do a podcast. <laughs> Where does she think you are? I don't know. Shopping? <laughs> <laughs> You're like what? 120 miles from home? Oh, um, well, wait, wait. How how far is Toledo? 100 miles? I think 120. I, 120. I think so. Yeah. It takes two hours. Okay. To get oh, there. we're at exit what? 171. 173. 173. Yeah. And I'm exit, exit 30. I'm exit 54. Okay, you're exit 54. Yeah. That's what a, was the one uh, that we used to get off for college? If you went past 75, is that 30? No. Or 60? It it would have to be. Higher than 54. 60. Okay. Yeah, because you're further west. Yes. So that's, uh, let's do some quick math. 173 minus 60 mm -hmm. to get to Maumee. Mm -hmm. That's 113, 113 miles. Yep. Okay. Seven miles to drive to where we used to live. Yeah. 120 miles. All right, I'll go with that. Yeah. Okay. That's what I said. To, it would take me 90 ago. minutes to get there. Ninety <laughs> minutes, really? Ninety nine zero. How many speeding tickets did you get? Uh, one. Really? And that was coming home. It wasn't even trying to get there. Wow, ninety minutes? 
Sure, man. How fast would you drive? I don't know. The fastest I ever did it was Maybe one hour, 35 minutes. Oh, that's only 95 minutes. Uh-huh. I, but I, that was like some late night run, and I was going yeah, it, well, insanely fast. Key. Oh, okay. That's the key, Matt. How many times did you hear me stumble into the door at like 2 in the morning or 3 in the morning? I was asleep, so none. <laughs> <laughs> you go back when nobody's on the turnpike. Ah. That's what you're going to do tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Doubtful. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Coma, are you home? I called it. I cleared it. I'll be coming in tonight. Yeah. So anyway, Matt, I got off on that survivor tangent. I apologize. <laughs> so just, I, just to wrap it up, uh, Scott Luther is going to be America's next sweetheart <laughs> on Survivor. Hopefully, hopefully, just yep. Tune in to CBS weeknights at whatever 8 p.m. I don't even know when it's on anymore. Wednesdays at nine. Wednesdays at nine. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'll be there. I'll be looking up at you. Survivor. As I'm laying on my back. <laughs> <I'm trying>. <laughs> really? <laughs> I fell I, out of a tree trying to get a coconut. <laughs> I just hope they have a limbo contest. <laughs> so, camping, I'd go a lot growing up with, with extended family, mm-hmm. and we started taking the kids with a friend group. There'd be like, you know, four couples and ten kids, all boys. Mm-hmm. And we'd have a massive dodgeball tournament every single year. We even had T-shirts made because it was the grown-ups versus the kids. All right? All right. And, of course, we stopped doing it when the kids started getting close to beating us. <laughs> you had to retire like, champions. We had to retire. I hurt my shoulder really bad one year. Mm-hmm. I blame the dodgeball tournament because I was trying to throw it too hard and... <laughs> to take out some eight-year-old <laughs> exactly rachel a few years ago during the dodgeball tournament um th- threw one and hit someone right in their face oh god and broke the kid's glasses oh my god <laughs> you're not supposed to go for the head rachel goes for the kill every time that's, right that's She's why ruthless. she'll survive us all that's right but uh so that was always our big thing mm-hmm. the dodgeball tournament um, but we haven't done that for a few years because the kids now are too busy with sports in the summer and you just can't find time to right to align everybody. Sure. It's a problem. Now, that once you, once the kids start hitting high school, it's tough to do Yeah, they have their anything. own lives. Yeah. We used to go camping all the time, too, but it was just like every time we would go, there'd be like this enormous group that would show up, like 10 couples and a bunch of kids freaking yahoos start throwing dodgeballs everywhere <laughs> i remember one like threw it and he just like oh my shoulder and like, all right this is it i'm done and then one of them i said can you guys please keep it quiet and, and this she-ra throws this ball right in my face and breaks my glasses and i said that's it we're done and we're out pack up the tent <laughs> we're packing up <laughs> So I haven't been camping back since. Oh, so you had a bad experience. Oh well, well, just all kidding aside, <laughs> we I, we've taken our kids out camping when they were younger, and we had a really good time. And my son and I, whenever we do our fishing trips, we usually end up going camping up uh, in uh, Michigan um, near Frankfurt, Glen Arbor area of Michigan. That's the northwest 
uh, corner of the of the mitten. Love. Yeah. Mitten. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because, um, like you said, everybody has their own lives starting now, and you you uh, you really can't coordinate everybody. Right. Right. Penny and I have talked about in our retirement years going camping again, but I think that's going to be more with some kind of trailer. Would, yeah, I was going to say, would you have like a pop-up mm-hmm. like trailer or... Something like that. Yeah. Or something to get around in. Because uh, just from going when Jack and I have gone for the fishing camping, sleeping on that ground, <laughs> that's tough. I hear you. It hurts. Rachel will put up a tent in the backyard every once in a while. And we did that... I don't know, a couple months ago, but I'll I'll spruce it up. Mm-hmm. I drag the extension cord out, plug it in, bring a little TV out, and put it in the corner of the tent. Uh-huh. Get the Roku. Right. We watch HBO Max in the tent. Yeah. Wait, how big is the TV screen? It's like thirty-two. Oh, so you guys are really roughing it. Then. Twenty-seven. Yeah, you don't have the fifty-five, <laughs> sixty-inch TV. That's. We yeah. watched that Harry Potter. Uh, the no, whatever that newer one was. Uh, Secrets of Dumbledore. Secrets of Dumbledore. Yeah, so we watched that the last time we camped in the backyard. (laughs) And then my back hurt the next morning. Uh, Well, it was pulling that extension cord all the way from the house. (laughs) (laughs) Right. And I'll have her do it next time. I think so. Because obviously she knows what she's doing. She's certified to dig a latrine. If you can dig a latrine, there's pretty much nothing you can't handle. Right, right. I do enjoy camping. Uh, when I was younger, you know, before you had kids, you did all kinds of crazy stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, you you go uh, whitewater. Well, not really whitewater rafting. I can't swim. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> more more canoeing or floating uh-huh. down the river. Uh-huh. Um, smoking cigars and stuff. You can't do that now mm-hmm. because I have to set a, uh, an example right for the kids, and they don't want to say, "Dad, I didn't know you smoked." And I don't. No. <laughs> Not and, and nor should you, children. Yeah, don't do it, mm-hmm. even if you're camping, because you might end up like me. <laughs> Which, uh, I don't know. I, I, everything turned out okay. Yeah. You know, it's, I think more than anything else, it's just about the experience of being together. Whether it's at a exotic resort or watching your mom dig a latrine in the backyard. <laughs> if you guys are doing it together, I think that's really what the important thing is. Right, as you know, a family. As a family. You know, anymore today, it's just so easy for everybody to find distraction on their phone and go to their separate corners or even be in the same room all on a separate device. Mm-hmm. And you are maybe closer than ever, but you are more disconnected than ever. So doing something like that as a family whatever it is is great With no wi-fi right wait a minute no i didn't say that <laughs> that's crazy talk scott <laughs> well i i probably could have survived that one night without the tv in the tent mm-hmm. uh two nights that's a that's a, that's a, a bridge too far we just needed to watch that movie because i think it was going off of hbo or something i don't remember well we only had so many days to watch it okay it might still be on there i could be totally wrong but at least that's that what you were saying that's what i was telling rachel i'm like we have there. to have a tv out right. here mm-hmm. so we can watch this the night before she had slept out there with wade okay so i'm like i'll sleep out there with her this night right yeah 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 mm-hmm. and that was it that we took the tent down 
But I have good memories of sleeping of watching that movie in the old canvas <laughs> tent. <laughs> when I was a kid. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Before they had extension cords. Okay. Or TVs. <laughs> but being in a canvas tent, really, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was an old tent. It smelled, mm-hmm. you know, like whatever. Mildew, old, sweat, mil- and yeah, shame. Ex- exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh man, those were good old days. Um, we, we never went camping uh, as kids. I, I didn't get into camping really until dating Penny. Um, I did camping when I was in college a little bit just because I had to. With uh, we, we went on a lot of uh, in geology. We went on these uh, excursions where we would have to be away. And, and for one of them, we were uh, we were in South Dakota for like eight weeks, and we'd go on. We were staying at a college there, but we'd go out for a week camping here or three days camping there. Mm-hmm. So I didn't do that till I was much older. Did you ever do uh, like a, a camping, a summer camp, like where you go and stay in cabins and Bill Murray is your counselor <laughs> and you beat the kids from the uppity camp across the lake in an Olympic style Right, those um, snobs. No. Tournament. <laughs> no. Hey, but I've always had a question about that. With movies like, uh, like Caddyshack or Meatballs that you just mentioned there or uh, Animal House. You know, we, we've all we've grown up with guys that were those snob guys, you know, those those uppity yeah. uh, guys. And, and we're not going to name any names here. No, but you know who you but are. You know who you are. When you watch that movie, uppity guy, are are you rooting <laughs> against Delta House? Are you going, ooh, those Delta House guys got us again? <laughs> so obviously, those movies are made <laughs> for everyone else. But those, there are so many of those guys that are the uppity, snobbity, good-looking guys that get everything, yeah. in reality, get everything in life. Do they not like those movies? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Like Revenge of the Nerds right. or something? I think those guys are the ones that love Top Gun. <laughs> well, did you see the new Top Gun? No, because I like Animal House. <laughs> the new Top Gun is pretty awesome. Oh, all right. I, I did go see it on the big screen, mm-hmm. and I enjoyed it. We went on our anniversary, actually. Well, I think you must be right because it's it's one of the highest grossing films of all time. Really, really. But Karate Kid, are those guys rooting for Johnny? Maybe they probably are. Mm-hmm. Well, it, they yeah. probably know a Danny. In, is that in, his in, name? Yeah, Danny. Ru- Danny Russo. Russo. Yeah, Dan- Danny Russo. Daniel Russo is who everybody wants to emulate. But Johnny, actually, if you watch Cobra Kai, Cobra Kai. <laughs> Yeah, uh, and on on Netflix now you get to see that story from Johnny's point of view, and right. it does put a little bit of a twist on it. Hmm. So yeah, because isn't Danny kind of a Danny's uh, kind of kind made of the it. snob yeah. now? Yeah, it's a bit oh. of a role reversal. Because because Johnny's had he's had some hard some rough rough times. Yeah. Huh. But I, I haven't watched it. I have always wondered those guys. <laughs> who, who are you rooting for? Can you really not get behind Bluto and Otter? <laughs> And Pinto and Flounder. Well, if, if if you have an answer for us, mm-hmm. uh, email us at southrichfield at gmail.com and tell us who you are rooting for. Because Matt wants to know. And you know who you are, listeners. I know a lot of you listeners. Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you think they're driving around their Corvettes? Or, I think they have it turned their, on at the country their club. South Richfield podcast? Corvettes. They're Bentleys. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Lamborghinis. Listening to it at the country club. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wonder. I know this is a big, this podcast is a big topic.
Matt, we're going to have a new logo. In fact, if you look on the uh, on the South Richfield feed, you will notice that the logo has changed. Is that right? Yes. Copyright infringement? So force you to change it? <laughs> no, it's just a relaunch. Oh, Matt. a relaunch. This is a relaunch. I should have mentioned that at the beginning. This is a relaunch of the South Richfield podcast. You're still calling it South Richfield podcast, though. <laughs> yes, because now we've got to defend our territory, Matt. Have you read the Richfield Times lately? Um, yes. Okay. But did you did you read read the um, August edition? No. So Matt, I was reading the police blotter. You know, the detective writes up, or somebody writes up all the stuff that's going on in Richfield. Right. They specifically called out South Richfield in the police blotter. Meanwhile, back in South Richfield, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> in fact... Capital S, capital R? Yes. As if it's a it's a as, geographical area. As if, yes, they're referring to the southern part of Richfield mm. as South Richfield. But listen to this, Matt. I'm going to read read this to you right from the Richfield Times. In South Richfield, a resident reported that for several weeks, items in his backyard had been disturbed or tampered with. The tank to his grill had been drained of propane, mm. and little piles of garbage had been placed on his patio. These they were tidy. Mm-hmm. Um, Sounds like a poltergeist. <laughs> he asked that the incidents be documented. Yes. Also in South Richfield, capital S, capital R, a woman asked officers to keep the peace while she removed her belongings from a house she shared with the homeowner. To assist her, the homeowner dug up her dead cat and placed it in a cooler for her to take. She was advised to leave the car. But take the cat? <laughs> leave oh, the wait, car? I'm sorry. I misread that. <laughs> um... Let me start that part again. <laughs> to assist her, the homeowner dug, dug up her dead cat and placed it in a cooler for her to take. She was advised to leave the cat. Oh. <laughs> After it was dug up? So I guess the homeowner said, this is yours. We're going to dig up this cat. I'll place it. I'll put it in a cooler for you because you got to get all your stuff out of here. I don't want you leaving one thing in this house, uh-huh. including your dead cat. So the homeowner dug it up, put it in a cooler, and gave it to her. And get it out! Get it out. And she left it, I guess. That sounds like a... Messy... Uh, messy breakup. Messy... Yeah. <laughs> Only in South Richfield. Only in South Richfield. Well, Scott, I think what we're seeing there is the influence of this podcast. I think so, too. Previously, nope. they would have said in the Richfield Heights area. <laughs> <laughs> I Not think... saying anything. But... Yeah, well, I used to live there. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, you came over for many football drafts mm-hmm. at the uh, at the place in South Richfield. Um, it inspired this podcast, that area of Richfield. Just another knock my, against it. My summer home <laughs> in the south of Richfield. But um, yeah, I I don't know. I I guess it must be taking off. Mm-hmm. So we need to you know keep the South Richfield story going. Mm-hmm. Up here in North Richfield? My guess is those people out there had too many SRPs to drink. They may, they may have. They may have. I feel bad about the cat. <laughs> I, 
I do too. And the cooler. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not using that cooler. Yeah. <laughs> they say put it in a cooler. Yeah. Was it one of those foam ones? Was it just uh was it an igloo? Was it Yeti? Why, why in a cooler? I, I guess because it's a semi it is permanent. Ooh, that that couldn't have been good though. It it, must, it had to be a recently deceased cat though. I hope this person is not listening to this podcast. Yeah, that would be you know, I'm not making light of it. Well, Matt, thanks for coming out tonight. Glad to do it. Um, I really had no choice because Penny kicked me out of the house. Well, you're always welcome here in South Richfield, Matt. Thank you. You have the finest latrines. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. And we don't make you... We come out and put the dirt on top for you after you're done. That's service. (laughs) That's right. That's why I I can't wait for you to read my Yelp review. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Matt, real quick, I want to... Uh, give a plug to something. Okay. So if you live in Richfield or the surrounding area, go up to the Richfield Branch Library. Ignore all the construction around it that people are talking about. They're building a brewery in the center of town. Mm. And they tore down the old Dr. Heinley's house where he used to practice. Yes. And they chopped down a bunch of trees that were surrounding the library that made it look so nice. (laughs) And everybody's upset about these trees being gone because they're building this brewery and parking lot okay public parking now the brewery itself has no parking spots from what i can tell okay but they're putting a public parking lot next to the library mm-hmm. but to encourage people to go to the brewery i don't know you be the judge man. read a book grab a brew <laughs> so if you go to the library this month september there is a display when you walk in the doors to your right they have a glass display case. My sister, Sarah Luther Schroeder, made a Luther Farms history display at the Richfield Library. Wow. And it is spectacular. If you're interested in a uh, little bit of Richfield history, a little bit of Luther history, uh-huh. you can see the advent of our farming operation here all the way to now. Uh-huh. And don't forget... If you're in Richfield on the weekends in October and September 24th also, because <laughs> we're starting a week early, the fall festival starts at Luther Farms Market. Luther Ooh. Farm Market. All right. So will we be breaking out the potato cannon or pumpkin or cannon? Pumpkin cannon, yes. yes. It will definitely be there. Well, that music <laughs> tells us the orchestra says we're going a little long in our acceptance yep. speech yep. for podcast of the year. Yeah, so um, if you have any questions, you have ideas for the podcast, please send us an email, southrichfield at gmail.com. And, of course, go to wherever you get your podcasts and give us that five-star rating. Uh, it helps us get the South Richfield podcast out there, or right. message out there. Yeah, Right. And uh, you can visit us on Facebook, even though we don't really post too much. But that's okay. You see what's going on. And if yeah. you're interested in any South Richfield merchandise, that's available for purchase as well. Yeah, at southrichfield.com. Just go there and go to our store. That's southrichfield.com. Southrichfield.com. Southrichfield. How can you forget that? From uh, myself, thank you, Matt. Thank you, everybody, for sticking with us as we uh, embark into our next season of the South Richfield Podcast. Yes, this is our... We've been doing this a long time. 
thank you for everybody who came out to the Historical Society event we had on oh, the road to Richfield. That's right. And look in the future, for, we'll be doing a podcast version of that as well. Yes, we'll, we'll put it on YouTube when we have time. But we had over 60 people there. Can you believe that? I was shocked and pleased and delighted. And I will say this, I, I felt the warmth and friendliness of that group. And, it, and all joking aside, it was very touching. And I truly get uh, and understand uh, that feeling of love and feeling of community. And it, it really was very nice. It makes that. you want to do another event. It does. And we'll just have to, we're going to dress you up like uh, Russell Alger, governor of Michigan. Richfield boy done good. I think you could pull it off, Matt. Well, now, folks, <laughs> let me tell you the story of old Reginald Alger. What was, that, what was my name? Russ. Russ Rusty Alger. <laughs> Roscoe Alger. What is it? He was the governor of Richfield. <laughs> he was the governor of Michigan. Russell Alger. Russell Alger. And he was the Secretary of War under uh, Roosevelt. The first Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. About that, impressive. Yes, and he grew up right, right down yonder, in that brick house. Well, well I do declare. Well, around that brick house, I don't know if the brick house was there yet. Oh wow! But anyway, well, thank you all for listening to the South Ritual Podcast. Uh, good night, everyone. <laughs>